right, hi. Um, nice. Shyamalan. I don't stammer. I'm just always thinking of the, the director, M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> M. And Night Shyamalan. Listen. <laughs> hey, guys, new rule. Um, if you're going to stutter, uh, how about you just say M. Night Shyamalan, right? Some make me still feel so fucking weird. Some make me feel so awkward. You know what I mean? Um, nice Shyamalan. Listen, <laughs> what am I talking about? You know, like H from Steps, right? Yeah, what's next? Um, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z from Steps. <laughs> Wait, let me do it again. Did I do it right? I don't, what is it? What is it? I don't fucking know what you're talking about. What do you mean, what is it? Did I do it right? Um, Night Shyamalan. <laughs> That's gonna get boring. Uh, I didn't say um, Night Shyamalan. You know H from Steps. No, I'm not gonna say it. Am I gonna say the whole thing? No, I wanted, I wanted to talk about something about H from Steps. His name's Ian Watkins. His name is Ian Watkins. And I find that so unfortunate because of the notorious uh, Lost Prophets. Um, I don't wanna talk about Ian Watkins. <laughs> but, he's, but he's also called Ian Watkins. H from Steps. And it's mad just how there could be, like at any, <laughs> like at any point, at any point there could be any serial killer or, or prolific um, murderer or, 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 you know, pedophile that has your name. And then they become, and then your name becomes notorious, you know? Maybe that's when you start adopting an H from Steps, you know? I mean, I don't remember, I don't remember a single other member of Steps. You don't even know who steps are. <laughs> oh, you just don't know who steps are. You're missing out big time. I don't know what I'm talking about. How are you? I'm not supposed to ask you that. <laughs> I'm not supposed to ask you how you are. Um, okay, well, look, I have to tell you then something. I was had to tell you something personal secret about myself. So I'll tell you about the, the worst white E I ever had. A white E is kind of like, in the way, a, when you get high, it takes you off into space. And you're floating around. Um, pulling a whitey is like is like a Richard Hammond crash. <laughs> it's like Richard Hammond's violent crash. It's like it went up a rocket car, and then you literally like he his head was buried into two me like two meters of soil. <laughs> anyway, no, I often think about. It. I'm just amazing. He survived. Anyway, um, and we're so lucky. Um, but anyway, he, I'm not talking about Richard Hammond. I'm just saying I pulled a whitey, right? So yeah, I've explained what that is. It's just, look, look, you tried the spliff, man. Wasn't your day. <laughs> it wasn't your day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you tried it. Dude, you tried smoking today. It just wasn't your day. It's cool. You know what I mean? Come back next week, man. <laughs> we'll try it. You know what I mean? Um, so the worst whitey I had, I think I even mentioned the day because I've talked about a lot of the time that I watched the Bonobo documentary. And there was a, an Irish narrator, and he was like, Bonobos love sex. <laughs> and I was like, we couldn't believe we were hearing. So he's an Irish guy. He was like, is someone saying that in the room? You know? Because there was a couple of South, South County Dublin boys in the room. Um, but anyway, we got super high watching this Bonobo documentary about sex. And it got to a point then when I, you know, was, was smoking, but I, I, it had now reached the point where I wasn't laughing at the monkeys anymore. And that was a very dangerous place to be. That was a very, that's when you're like, okay, 
you're on the cusp of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're on the cusp of this. Um, <laughs> you could be like, you're not here. Do you know what I mean? You're technically not here, but you're still, you're present. You're like Matthew McConaughey floating in the bookshelves in Interstellar. Like you're out in space. You can only communicate with like, <laughs> with blinks and kind of like pushing books out of shelves, right? And um, the lads were like, Canwell, do you want to roll a spliff? And I, and I never rolled, I never rolled anything before, let alone in this state where I didn't know if I had hands. So I took the the skins, as you call them, here on earth. <laughs> Take me to your dealer, man. <laughs> I had all those posters. Um, it's mad just having something up on the wall being like, ma'am, see that? I'm not smoking yet because I'm an eight-year-old boy. Someday I'd like to have a spliff. Just letting you know. Look at that wall. <laughs> oh, he's liking Bob Marley. What age is he? Nine? Okay. You know. <laughs> One love, ma'am. Jesus Christ. Chill out. <laughs> anyway, don't shoot the sheriff, love. You know what I mean? Whatever. I failed the junior. Don't shoot the fucking sheriff. To kill the deputy. Principal. <laughs> you're having fun Tony I'm glad you're having fun um <laughs> no there was a thing there was skins in my hand and a song on my heart <laughs> and I get I took the skins and I took the tobacco and the unfortunate thing about the tobacco was it wasn't unfortunate I was just inexperienced it was like essentially a block of tobacco because it had been condensed um whether he'd just been sitting on it my my mate in college uh or it just um or it had just, <laughs> what am I saying? Focus. Or it had just come like that, you know, and it kind of comes. I didn't know that you kind of break it off that kind of condensed tobacco. You sprinkle it out. You let it aerate a little bit. <clears throat> Take it in, <clears throat> you know, and then you just sprinkle it on. So it has, it's loose. It's looser, right? So I didn't know that. And I essentially just carved off or like sliced a side of this bar of tobacco rather than spreading it all out. And then I took the weed and I didn't have a grinder so like I just pretended to try and do it with my hands but I couldn't so I was just putting these rocks in <laughs> I was putting these rocks in three big rocks of weed like condensed sticks and everything horrible right and then I didn't know how to roll it so I was like one skin I was like there was a little bit of a hole there like, God, please don't look at me <laughs> please can't have anyone look at me right now I'm literally doing this by pushing books out of a bookshelf with my mind like this is the only way I'm actually able to do this and somehow my fingers are moving right so I Rolled it together with one skin. It was falling apart. Put another skin on it. It was like five skins. It was like a papier-mâché submarine. <laughs> with the fucking, with the, with the holes and the kind of observation bubbles, like yellow submarine. It was honestly like a papier-mâché submarine. And, um, and I, and it didn't have a roach. It didn't have a roach. Um, you know, <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> you're literally like, you're like sucking, like, Sucking with the level of ferocity that, like, if your friend was bitten by a snake and you had to extract the venom, that's don't you fucking like that level of intensity you had to because there was no roach, right? So, there was no much of an area, any area for the air to just travel through and to do its wonders with the weed. So, this papier mache essentially exhaustless because it didn't have an exhaust pipe, uh, spliff. And I was like, oh, finally done. And I gave it to the lad, and they were like, no, nah, man, like, you, you know, whoever something, you know, whoever rolled it. Gets gets to get off the dole and and <laughs> get the job of smoking this, <laughs> you know. <something> that, <laughs> hey man, whoever rolled it or some kind of, you know what I mean, like something like that. And I was like, oh, that's the that's the, you know, because there's a lot of rules that you just kind of abide by, and you're like, okay, fine, cool, cool. You know more than me, you know. 
and I didn't need this. This is not what I needed. I didn't need a submarine to take me under. I needed a fucking, I needed like Icarus. I needed like an angel to show up and be like, hey man, it's cool. Like big, handsome, big, handsome angel Gabriel just to show up and be like, hey man, look, it's cool. You don't have to do this. Come on. I'm going to show you a view of your gaff. It'd be like playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. Come on, we fly over your mask gaff. Like, all right, thank you. <laughs> you know, that's what I needed. But that's not what happened. So I so, so I take it and I light it. I light the, the, the front of this submarine. And... <laughs> and it just, and I'm somehow able to extract loads, and I don't know how. Like, <clears throat> and it's just taking this massive, massive gulp and just let out this little plume of smoke, right? Uh, and it just, <laughs> and that is, and then I said, "Look, lads, thanks very much. Look, that was a great day. That was fun. Look, I'm so glad I met you guys. You know what I mean? You're you're good friends of mine. Look, thanks so much for the snacks, man. You know what I mean? I wasn't expecting Doritos when I came here. I, I owe you. I'll get you lunch in the canteen next time. Um, and how funny was that documentary? I wasn't expecting the Irish guy. Anyway, look, I'll talk to you about it on Monday. That's why. That's what I wish I said. What I said instead was, "Release, release me, <laughs> release, release me." I'm like, but you know, with my nostrils. <laughs> release me. You know, and um, and they're like, man, are you all right? <laughs> you know, and you're like, don't, don't, don't. It's like Matt, like fucking Matt Damon <laughs> in Goodwill Hunting, a Robin Williams, you know, don't you do this, man. And he's like, because you're going to get me going here. Man, are you all right? Don't, don't ask me that question. <laughs> here, man, are you freaking out? <laughs> so I'm like, don't, I can't even entertain that. So I'm like, I, I walked away. I think I left my coat and bags walked away um night Shyamalan it was actually like M. Night Shyamalan's uh the happening you know where the people just start walking off and like throwing themselves I'm talking references a lot a lot of movies here anyway as I was saying I got on the dart and I don't know how I paid I don't know how I paid because the co- the coins must have been soaking wet <laughs> must have been must like have like broke the circuitry I think they actually thought that at the time are these coins because they're wet are they going to wreck the, the you know the circuitry. And now, not only am I Isaac Kite, I'm going to pay for this fucking thing. You know what I mean? I'm going to get stuck in the little, the, everything. I was scared of everything, you know? Again, I'm Matthew McConaughey. I'm floating, you know, <laughs> I'm floating in space, communicating by throwing books off shelves, you know? And everyone's looking at me. I'm like, don't look at me. You know what I mean? Anyway, I got on the dart. And it was summer. It was a summer's day. You know what I mean? So, like, everyone's, like, looking around. You know, other days, people just stare at the phone. They look down. People are just, like, staring, enjoying the sun. People looking good. And I got on the dart and it was like, all right, have you, have you ridden on King Dakar before? Hey, welcome to Six Flags. Have you ridden on King Dakar, the world's biggest uh, roller coaster before? Oh, so what you do is hold on to this fucking single bar as tight as you can because <laughs> you will fall off, right? That's what I felt. And I was holding on to this thing, white knuckled, like, all right. And then it was, and then look, this was, this was before I had the kind of wherewithal to be like, I, before I realized that it's in your head, Right. And you can say to yourself, hey, you can be your own Angel Gabriel. You can be your own Momoa. That's who would have showed up. You can be your own Momoa and be like, hey, bro, it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. Come on. Come back over here. Come back over here. You know what I mean? And then the other side is Richard Hammond like, <laughs> in the fucking ground calling to you. <laughs> you know? And Momoa's like, come on. Come over here, man. It's cool. Cool. Come on. And I didn't know you could make that choice. I thought there was only one way. And I just, and I just walked with Hammond. <laughs> I walked with Hammond. And not the good Hammond. John Hammond, welcome to Jurassic Park. I would have loved that. Richard Hammond twitching in the ground. I can't believe he survived that crash. And I realized I, uh, I need to get sick. I need to get sick right now. Uh, 
there's something I've been able to find. Just I smoke something now that's basically created this demon spawn. No, I'm fine. Like just this demon spawn, and the only way of me, unfortunately, getting rid of it is to expel it right now on the doors of this dart. <laughs> that's the only way I'm gonna get rid of it right now. Um, so I'm gonna do that, and I did that, and uh, and I was even pressing the button like beep 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 beep, and I click 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 click, and then I opened and walked out. I walked off the dart. I walked off the dart like. I just realized I just walked off the dart like and I'm free. I'm free. And I felt great. And whatever symbiote was in there can turn that fucking dart into a load of venoms. It was out of me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was out of me. And I was happy then. And I walked up and down the kind of the beach super high and it was fine. But um, I feel for this uh, rush hour <laughs> dart that I had to deal with that. You know, seeing a load of fucking, fucking Doritos and Monster Energy drink. You know, I didn't have a good diet at the time. Um, so instead of that, all right, how are you getting on? I once... Threw up on the doors of the dart at Sandy Govan Glasstool. <laughs> and now I love Sandy Govan Glasstool. I think that's why I fell in love with it. Anyway, um, <laughs> look, this is what you're getting today. It's a very special day, guys, girls, NBs. It's National 420 Day. Um, and we're celebrating in style the only way we know how on this anniversary 420 special of the Tony Cantwell Shit Show. It's Tony stuff there. Lovely stuff. Well, look, I hope this email finds you well. <laughs> I hope this... Margaret, I hope this email finds you well. I'm off my bin, love. Um, <laughs> look, I don't know what... Look, listen, live. So, look, I kind of thought that this... I, I shouldn't have a structure on this, which is a bad idea, always. But I didn't want to, you know what I mean? Come on, we're playing jazz out here. <laughs> out here in the fucking cold. Please let us in. We're playing jazz out here. Right, this isn't, you know, this ain't no Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> this ain't no Excel spreadsheet. Should I kind of veered out of that accent there. <laughs> Imagine you were just a, a smoke circle and there's a guy holding a spliff and just like, you haven't had it yet. And he's had a couple of big tokes on it now. <laughs> and he's still not passing it. He did roll it, but what am I doing? Just fucking playing, waiting for the fucking bus over here. Do you know what I mean? He's holding it and you have to kind of listen to what he's saying. Look, bro, life ain't no Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you can't just click on, I can't click on you and you and you and you and then go, you know, sum, parentheses, get your total evaluation. You're like, please give me this bit. <laughs> this is giant. <laughs> Look, kids, you can't just, you can't just be grabbing people and, you know, dragging your mouse across people and just going, oh, average. <laughs> because life ain't no Excel spreadsheet. Man, look, I actually might leave. I actually might go home. Um, so look, it's not going to be like that because life is not like an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> no, life is like, it's not like jazz at all. Not, you know, it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> it's like a box of chocolates. You just get, you get the chocolates. What's the first thing you do? You eat them all at random. No, you take out the menu. You're like, mm, I want my entire life to be the caramel. They're all gone. Okay. I want my life to be the little ones, little, one single little nut. Now. They're all gone. Even look, and there's someone, someone. This is this is how life's like a box of chocolates. Sometimes someone dips into the fucking bottom tray, and you didn't even know there was a bottom tray. 
and they robbed you. <laughs> you didn't even know there was a bomb tray. <laughs> you didn't even know there was a bomb tray. Um, so Night Shyamalan, um, Night Shyamalan. Hey, you know the way, you know why they call him M Night Shyamalan, don't you? Because every time there's a twist, you go M. That's shy. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Okay. I'm shouting back. I'm take take it with you to hell, Hammond. <laughs> Momoa, we're we got this. Okay. We're steering this ship. Okay. So I put the feelers out. <laughs> so I put the feelers out, guys. Um, guys, we just put the feelers out. <laughs> guys, we just put the fe- we just put the feelers out. We'll all go out this weekend like little insects and we'll put our little feelers out. And if we see anything, we'll just take it in with our little feelers and we'll bring it back here on Monday. <laughs> Does that sound good? And you're like, or we could just like, you know, ask around. No, I want us to be like insects all weekend. <laughs> Siobhan, can we talk to you? Yeah, what is it? You just, you've been sending a lot of emails of, um, with just pictures of, of woodland beetles on them. Yeah, well, they have the best feelers. <laughs> so I just thought we could learn from the best, you know? <laughs> learn from the best. Siobhan, what job do you think this is? Beatles impersonator, but not the band. <laughs> but not the band. <laughs> Look, we go as actual Beatles. What else would you mean when you say put the feelers out? I'm confused, actually. I suppose I don't know. I think, is that what they actually do mean? Improv over. Right, <laughs> improv over. Um, <laughs> I don't want to be so harsh. It's the only way you'll learn. You can't be improving like that, son. You know, look, I love you. Come here. You just go. You can't be improving like that, son. It was weird. Me and your mother were terrified. <laughs> okay, look. I put the fucking feelers out, and I asked you what kind of things you like to talk. Wakanda forever. You <laughs> Wakanda thing. Wakanda forever things you like to talk about. Um, and so you got back to me. So here we go. Now, look, I don't know if these people want to be identified being on, you know, an illegal podcast <laughs> like this. I'm on a legal podcast. Me and my friends, we run an illegal podcast. So, well, we didn't ask anyone if we could do it and we just fucking did it. So that's why it's legal. It's called, um, it's called Shut Up Bitch and Let Me Tell You About This Film We Like. <laughs> that's what it's called. It's equal parts Jordan Peterson, equal parts like fucking Empire podcast. So, yeah, well, it's legal, so. Um, we talk about all sorts of shit, all sorts of fucked up shit on it. <laughs> I don't mean that, you know, I'm doing, you know. Um, okay, so here are some. So, yeah, I don't know if people want to be associated with this illegal, illicit, sexually explicit. It was sexually explicit. Being like, stop exciting me. Would you stop it? I didn't even want to watch it first. And you told me it's sexually explicit. You put the parental advisory thing on it. I have to see the open smoke tour. I have to see the un- completely unnecessary porn scene in the middle of Dr. Dre and Snoop and Eminem's open smoke tour. For some reason, it's on there. A fucking gangster film with them. Honestly. Um, but you know what? That actually reminds me of, I was, um, and I am ta- I'm going to talk about what I'm talking about here in a second, okay? I don't even know why I started talking. Sexually explicit. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I'm obsessed with that song. I've heard it loads of times. 
So I'm not like a newbie. Here's me trying to make sure that you think still think I'm cool, right? So I'm not a newbie. No, Danzig's mother, right? It was one of these like fucking Napster songs. You know, you just find a song. I don't know who Danzig is. I don't know who the Misfits are. I don't know that Danzig used to be in the Misfits and went solo. I don't know any of this. And I just hear this song and I'm like, I have to have it. That was like Rob Zombie's Draggy Lay. Don't know anything about it. Sometimes you just get a random song you just find on Napster. Just download a song. And you're like, oh my God, give me that. And... Mother by Danzig. Fucking lyrics. Hang on. Actually, I'm going to get the guitar. Hang on. Sorry, I got the guitar there. Just fucking, I'm just, it's just the ultimate, like, so he was really opposed to like, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know why I grabbed the guitar. He was really opposed, going with it, just follow the fear. He was really opposed to them putting um, parental advisory um, stickers. Now I'm leaning too close to the thing. He was really opposed to, <laughs> the parents putting parental advisory stickers on his thing so he was like I'm gonna write a fucking song that is like I am the devil coming for your kids it is the most and he's like fucking I'm not about to see your light and if you wanna find hell with me I will show you what it's like tell God Just cool, Tom. <laughs> anyway, here's some topics. Oh, yeah, I said this. I Would I say their names because they might be connected to an illicit, illegal podcast? Okay. Um, Daily Notions asked me to I'm talk about the worst whiteies. So I gave you my worst one there up top. Check. Um, Santino Barza 12 says, um, what would Dublin be like if weed was legal? Um, nice Shyamalan would have to come. It would be like an M. Night Shyamalan film. Oh, wacky. <laughs> no, I think it would be great. And I think we would see, on a kind of socioeconomic level, uh, less crime. And I think we would see, uh, I mean, you would anyway, because if weed was legal, then someone with weed, that would just drop crime. Um, so as well, I think we would see something for farmers, something, something else for beef farmers to potentially do. You know, they've been asked to, you know, grow trees. How about grow a crop? How about use that land, all the land, for grow farms and then get a lot of electricians in there who don't have jobs and then get a lot of builders to build the farms and oh it's a beautiful oh, coffee shops all the shops that have closed down be people fucking running back in uh people would have to go out go out have to be a social thing people would probably go out and kind of want to see you know museums more people would go into the fucking museums baked you know it'd be owl lads as well people probably you know you can treat it like coffee shops it's more expensive than booze you just i'd love to see a, a generation of owl lads going into coffee shops and their whole like you know I just want me pipe in the coffee shop. You know, I don't like smoking at home. I like having the pipe in the coffee shop, talking to the lads, you know. Like, 80-year-old guy being like, what do you think's under a fucking new grange? Like, <laughs> you know, it's all that. What do you think's under... I heard fucking Collins has a fucking apocalypse fort under a new grange. <laughs> you're like, wow, this is class. I actually want to hang out with you now. <laughs> I didn't want to hang out with you previously. Because um, I kind of thought I was going to get a smack. Now I feel like... Um, now I kind of want you to burn the year off me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> you know? Um, so I think that'll be good. I think we'd see, I think we'd see people more open to new types of art. And I think that they would like less of the same and that would have to change what was on the channels and it would have to change it up and be something new. I feel like we haven't even seen the full potential of what pure Irish hospitality and the same kind of snugness vibe that you get in the pub can be made to like a smoking environment. I think we're very good at it. I think we're very good at being high. Um, I think we try and make the pub have a kind of feeling 
um, you know, imagine the pub, imagine the feeling of the pub, that level of home. We have not, everywhere we had to go to smoke weed has been in the cold shed, has been out in the woods, has been, you know, piss stained wall, you know, with the windows open on edge, you know, imagine just complete, this is, this is the place you come to get high. And this is what we Irish do. We're going to be chatting. We're going to be playing games. We are going to be singing. We're going to be playing music. You know, I feel like I'm getting emotional here about this, but it just seems like we've been able to create a vibe and we have basically exported that vibe in the form of Irish pubs all over the world, (laughs) all over the world. So imagine we were able to apply that. You know what I mean? Like having like that's, oh, that was real Irish coffee shop vibes. Oh, that was great. You know? Like who knows what it who knows what it'll be like? Could it be completely different? Like what's a what's a trad sesh? What does a trad sesh become when that becomes open? When there's a coffee shop and we play trad in coffee shops? What 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 happens then? We fucking go to fucking Mars is what happens. We fucking unreal, <laughs> you know. Like I also think Irish people pride themselves in in like craft, you know, and and being better at craft. Like so, I wouldn't be surprised that if weed was legal in Ireland, that in three years' time there's not an Irish strain competing for the Canvas Cup. Like they love that. There's some fucking unreal hipster dude. He's got a leather apron and he's competing in the fucking Cannabis Cup. You know what I mean? They do it with coffee. They do it with craft beers. You know, honestly, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if there was you know an Irish strain like fucking leprechaun pubes. <laughs> you know, it's actually ironic, guys. We're just poking fun at what people think of us. Um, is competing for the the, the the Cannabis Cup. I think that'd be pretty cool. You know. I also think there'd be a lot of people that probably wouldn't get off their arse. I do know that, you know, and that's that's that unfortunately comes with it. But maybe more education with strains. People are like, look, this is a something. This is the sort of thing that you can only get, you know, in the Midlands, in this small town in the Midlands. This makes you want to sit and be sad, but you don't want to move. This thing, actually, this strain, it actually it's from it's from America. It's from California. This one makes you want to talk more and may make you feel more confident. You know, I do think you might see. You might you I would you see overall less hospital related incidents because of reduced alcohol intake? Would you see that as well? Would that be good? You know, like I don't want to oversimplify. I mean, I mainly look, man, it'd be class. We'd be fucking playing Bob Marley on the streets. They pedestrianize everything. We'd be fucking. I'd be out there playing the steel drums. It'd be great. <laughs> no, but I do. You know, I I also think that what we what we don't know is the kind of there are some things we also don't know. We we don't know what 10 years of a even a whole state looks like with legalizing with legalized marijuana. So, it's not going to hurt us to learn that in 10 years when it is made legal here. You know, we'll have accumulated more information, we'll be we will know more on how we can make it a success. That's what I keep telling myself. Um I also don't even smoke that much. <laughs> Seriously, I don't. Um Oh my god. <laughs> guitar fell over fucking Danzig saying never ever do a rendition like that again <laughs> he's still alive mother um, okay CWEB says C-I-W-E-E underscore B says aliens slash aliens over Milltown <laughs> well funny you say that CWEB because fucking UFOs UFOs last week I mean as of recording it this week UFO sighting let's get the let's get the scoop UFO sighting. There we go. Defense Department confirms leaked video of unidentified aerial phenomena is real. A UAP. A UAP online. A U- unident... A- oh, hey, the real WAP. <laughs> a UAP, bro. Look, I'm not into the Cardi B shit. I'm into fucking, like, flying saucers, UAPs. <laughs> uh, that's the real WAP, in my opinion. 
Um, anyway, Israel. Israel, guys. Guys, are those uh, flying things in the sky from Jerusalem? Because it's Israel. Mm, no, hang on. Girl, hey girl. No, that's, hey boy. Are you from Jerusalem? Because you is a really good looking. <laughs> hey Christ. Are you from Nazareth? Because you is really hot. <laughs> Sorry, my friend dared me to say that. Your dad's God. <laughs> Your dad. Something to tell you. Mary Magdalene, I have something to say. Fucking uh, the WB does the story of Christ. So your dad was God? Mary Magdalene, I have something to tell you. I'm not who you can gain. Um, try the son of God. <laughs> Mary Magdalene. Um, what? Nice Shyamalan. Um, okay, the UAP is online. Is in that it's real. And it's not necessarily from Jerusalem. Uh, the Defense Department has confirmed that leaked photos of a video of unidentified aerial phenomena. What about UFOs? What's happened? Come on. Why are we not saying UFOs anymore? Oh, because this might fall under the phenomena. It's not necessarily an object. There's weird shit. Weird shit in the sky. They've opened it up to just weird shit in the sky. Have they? I'm freaking out right now. Photos and video of a, of a triangle-shaped object brinking and moving through Blinking and moving through the clouds were taken by Navy personnel. Pentagon spokeswoman Sue Goff said in a statement to the CNN. She also confirmed that photos of the three unidentified flying objects. Oh, here we go. Where were you fucking sleeping? Here we go. Uh, one sphere shaped, one acorn shaped, and one characterized as a metallic blimp were also seen by Navy personnel. Do you know what's upsetting? What's so upsetting about this? This is no doubt a marketing campaign for Doritos for the new Alvin and the Chipmunks movie or something. What was the other one? A blimp? Alvin starts floating flying a blimp. Alvin and the chipmunks. Zeppelin of fun. <laughs> That's why they sing so high. Holiday bro. Ho, ho, ho. Just crashed into his death. <laughs> Jack me nimble, Jack me quick. Um, <laughs> I can't believe this UFO sighting was just an elaborate Doritos marketing ploy for Alvin and the chipmunks. Zeppelin of fun. We're going down, down, da, 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 da. Elvin, hold on, sugar, we're going down, swinging. <laughs> Theodore! They're holding on the side. I'll be another boy with a bullet. <laughs> and everyone's like worried that Theodore's not going to be able to hold on. Dum, 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 bullet. And then it zooms in. Alvin and the chipmunks. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a real shame. Anyway, it continues. Uh, as we have said before, to maintain operation security and to avoid disclosing information that may not be useful to potential advisories, you know what I mean? The Department of Defense, there wasn't just DOD, David O'Doherty does not want to discuss this publicly um, or uh, publicly the details uh, of either of the observations. As you might be able to tell, I don't read very well. I don't read so good. <laughs> I don't read so good. I just like to bang turtles together. <laughs> yeah, I don't read so good. <laughs> I just eat my turtles. Nice <laughs> um, um, Of the examinations of reported incursions into... I don't even know what I'm reading now. Did you see that? Did you see that? I'm moving to the next paragraph because I'm so embarrassed. She also said that the UAP, UAP online, uh, the U, your, your Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. Ta who's on this task force? Oh my God, I've not yet seen a job I'm more jealous of than my own. That's insane. Um, 
They were created in August to investigate UFO sightings observed by the military. Anyway, the UAPTF has um, observed these and has included these incidents in their ongoing examinations. Wow. Um, this was written by CNN's Michael Cunt. <laughs> Cunt, why are they here? <laughs> Cunt, come in here. Cunt, I read your article. That was great. Um, <laughs> Cunt, did they say why they think they're here? Now, Cunt, did they say about the chipmunks? No? Oh, very close to the chest. Thanks, Cunt. Thanks, Cunt. <laughs> Banging a stick at him. Do you remember that in Rosie and Jim? Rosie and Jim, Rosie and Jim, da, 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 on the old ragdoll, and there were two little ragdolls on a, a boat called the ragdoll. And they would, brother and sister, but they'd scored a fucking hole off each other. They were like the Jolies of the 90s, right? The early 90s. And there was a bit where there was this duck, and the duck was kind of like this on the top of this barge, and it looked like a kind of like a wooden duck, like it was part of the barge. And the duck would come alive when Jim... The, the owner of the barge would leave and Rosie and Jim would come to life and he would go Wah! and he'd let them know that and they'd go, thanks, Doc! And then Jim would get a fucking broom out of the side of the barge and start banging up on it like, trying to get his attention, thanks, Doc! And he'd start banging every week and he'd start, and this is, I'm not messing, you can look this up, he'd start fucking banging the roof to let him know that he, he heard him, like he was a noisy neighbour being like, thanks, Doc! Banging the, th- I always thought it was an insane touch. Um, Look, that's scary. <laughs> that's scary. Uh, you, you already know that I'm terrified of uh, UFOs. Um, ever since I saw a film um, when I was uh, when I was young, uh, I'm over now. I'm over. I still won't ever watch it again, but I'm over it. Um, Night Shyamalan. I'd be more. That's actually my favorite M Night Shyamalan film is Science. I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. It's a brilliant film. I haven't seen it in ages. Um, Terry doesn't really want it with Mel Gibson on in the house, and I understand. Um, <laughs> there's so much. There's. So, Honestly, her her whole moral compass is fucking ruining my <laughs> my uh, my DVD collection at the moment. You know, Woody Allen gone. <laughs> There's Woody Allen gone. Spacey's gone. Um, and Mel Gibson. I watch Braveheart in private, and she doesn't mind me. Uh, she doesn't mind watching Lethal Weapon. Um, Lethal Weapon just somehow gets a pass. <laughs> it doesn't come to gets a pass. You know, well, I watch it, but. I'm- not happy about the things he said. I'm not happy about him being a complete racist. <laughs> you know, I'm not happy about him being a com- massive anti-Semite. But Jesus, he's fucking good as Riggs, isn't he? <laughs> but she's, she would never say that. She would never say that. And she'd hate me saying uh, she said that. But you know what I mean. She seems to say it with her eyes, captivated by the film because it's a class film. Anyway, come here to me. Um, yeah, I'm terrified by... Now, Shyamalan, I'm terrified by... <laughs> yeah, Mel Gibson's in Signs. Oh my God, this, is this hard work? Is this hard work for you to listen to? Has it got to the point where it's just unenjoyable? Is this like a foreign film? If so, good. I do feel like it's an art piece. <laughs> I do feel like this is an art piece. Um, nice Shyamalan. Okay, so I'm terrified of that. I'm terrified of aliens. I'm ter- I'd be more terrified of alien abductions than the truth, which is they are walking amongst us and there is a, 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 a royal and... Um, global rich elite uh, who are masquerading as humans but are really lizards. I haven't kind of brought this up in about a year and I think I've probably grown listeners since then. Um, so I'm not going to talk about it but go listen to my episode on dragons. <laughs> what a life. Go listen to my episodes on dragons, guys. Please, guys. I don't have time for this again. Listen to my episodes on dragons. Listen to my episodes on dragons. Um, okay, I'm moving on to the next one. So yes, um, in answer to your question, CWB, um, UFOs above Milltown. They're above DC as well, and I'm 
look, and as well, I always thought, and I've talked about this many times, that whenever the day was that we found out we could watch movies on our phone, I didn't even know it would be a phone then, when we had the accessibility to watch Terminator 2 on a screen while you're going around, even if that was on a, a Sega Game Gear TV adapter, whenever whenever the day, it already, it already happened when I thought of it. But that day should have you should have been out in the streets. That's what I thought back then. Out on the streets celebrating this achievement, this feat of technology. But I also thought whenever aliens become known, and they become known now multiple times, not even like, well, no, have you ever seen? Oh, no, did you see that? Oh, no, that's a fake video. That's a fake autopsy. Like proof from the, I already talked, I generally talked about this in the 420 episode last year, or maybe the conspiracy theory episode. Again, look, my back catalog, what a life. Um, not Shyamalan. The, uh, I've already discussed that the Canadian uh, head of the Air Force, um, the head of the the overall military, which became one operation under his tutelage, admitted fully knowing that aliens existed. Look that up, Canadian head, Canadian Air Force um, disposition. What do you call? What do you give when you're talking to a judge? I don't know what you're doing. Um, now, Shyamalan, I'm going to drop this bit now. I've got to drop myself in a little loop here. And I'm not happy with it. <laughs> I'm not happy with it. Anyway, this terrifies me. A- alien uh, UFOs terrify me more than the reality that there are uh, an elite few who are interdimensional aliens that can appear and uh, change shape. Because why are they, lo- you know, that'd be terrifying. Wouldn't it just be terrifying if just the army got it right and we needed really big guns and everyone need not to protect from each other, but to protect literally from like some sort of praying mantis type alien that there's, there's going to fucking, that like... That they have to fight, like the Irish, our, the Irish army have to fight, and the guards have to fight. You know, Look, we believe there's a hive in Cable Street, right? We're not. We're, <laughs> we believe the hive is in Cable Street, right? We believe it's in the old Black Sheep pub. Um, and then you go in there, and it's like fucking do 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 Oh my, okay, I'm moving on to a different topic. Um, Night, Shy, Amalan, the lost continent of Atlantis. I don't know one about that, but if my, if my boy Momoa is there with his shirt off, uh, I will go. And I think I'd actually end up getting pretty fit <laughs> because I'll be swimming loads. So there, yeah. <laughs> what else? Please talk about the best munchies food, says Jordan, Jordan Ludd. Um... See, do you know what's mad? I get a takeaway now. I would just, that would be the day, and it is the day, me and Terry are getting a takeaway. So that was not, back in the day, it was, back in the day, it was nachos. I would just make nachos. I would just get a little El Paso nacho kit. Uh, you put a little layer of nachos down. Then put a little bit of salsa down. Then you, which are always soggy at the bottom. And did I ever change? No. Did I keep doing something? I wasn't completely happy with because it was just the way I did it. <laughs> yes. And I would constantly put salsa at the bottom and then do another layer of chips or whatever and then salsa and then it would always be soggy at the bottom. Wouldn't be good, you know. And I should have just done a big bit of salsa on the top or to the side to dip or to the side to the dip in a different bowl completely than the plate and have cheese and like peppers and pea season or whatever. There's meat in there, maybe a bit of beans. If that's, in, if that's kicking off, <laughs> if that's kicking off, 
there and then I can just dip. But I de- the definition of insanity, just doing the same thing over and over again, which isn't the definition. But um, if that's if that's the definition of insanity, then I was insane at nachos. <laughs> so there you go. And now, but man, you can just order takeaway now. You can get whatever you fucking you on the same thing. That means you can watch any film you want. You just have to move your thumb twice to get any food you want. Anything, essentially, within reason. Most foods you have access to. Most foods that you've heard of and loads more that you haven't heard of. And we just have that. And we and there was a and we could have had a party about it. <laughs> we could have had a party about the fact that we literally have an everything machine. An everything media machine and an everything food machine. And aliens are real. Um, now nah, we're just not going to rave for that, actually. No, no. No, we're just not in the mood. No, we're just going to wait for something better. Just tell us something more better than that, and then we'll... <laughs> more better than that, and we'll, and we'll give you the rave. We're not raving for that. Not even fucking getting out of bed for that. Friend of the pod, Kathy Burke, asks, What three bands that you haven't seen before do you want to see the most? Great question, Kathy. I would love to see the Isley Brothers. I would fucking love to see the Isley Brothers. Tell you about the fucking Isley Brothers. <laughs> Sorry, I'm freaking out here. I'll tell you about the Isley Brothers. To, to have started with like tunes like this. Like this is not music right now. This is alchemy and an understanding of energies and the arts to how to elicit in you through vibrations the happiest feeling you can possibly feel. And then just control it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up for a second. A little bit louder now. A little bit louder now. Yes! Yes! Fucking yes! These lads are 21, 20, and 18 making this tune. And then 20 years later, they dress up as leather cowboys and come out with this! in time and listen to where the Isley Brothers there's so much of it as well it's only in the last couple of years I've really and then this tune as well next to me between the sheets and then he's like enough of this singing I want to make love enough of this singing let's make love this goes on for like three minutes (laughs) this bit this is the bit where it's making love. And people don't play music like this just around, and they should. You know, people always think, oh, you're trying to set a mood. You're trying to turn this into an orgy. I'm like, honestly not. I'm just trying to serve you pasta. Sorry if that's too fucking sexy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Al Green, I'd love to go see. Al Green is still alive. <laughs> be horrible thing. Uh, you're still alive, aren't you? Hi, Al. You're still alive, aren't you? Just message on my Instagram. Hey, settle it better. You're still alive. <laughs> you know I mean, my friends. Uh, he's got a great album. He's got loads of great albums, but he uh, he has like within 1972. 1972, he had "Let's Stay Together," iconic "Let's Stay Together." You probably know it from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. It goes a bit like this. It's just Obama won the hearts of the world by singing a bit of it. Is the power of this song? I'm so. Um, but my favourite song of his is this song. This is from I'm Still In Love With You, and this is the album that followed that album, and it's an 
and it's just him and a fucking guitar coming out this and drums and his bass and his strings <laughs> but listen to this if I gave you my love I'd tell you what I'd do It is. I'm gonna be good to you There's a whole lot of things you and I could do uh, yeah. Just so simple, simply beautiful He's not being really dirty Like the Isley Brothers were literally just like Enough singing, let's do 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 That's you know, and he's just like, I want to be good to you, tell you what I do. There's a whole lot of things we could do, and I'm like, what is that the best offer <laughs> I've had all day? <laughs> um, all right, we do a couple more. Um, I know I meant to, um, I'd love to see you two in Croker. I want to go for the pilgrimage, I want to go for the sacrament. That's my crow Patrick <laughs> is you two in Croker. Um, what else? Okay, what are questions? Um, New inventions. <laughs> new inventions. What would I like a new invention to be? Um, nice Shyamalan. I would like... Or I'm, I'm thinking about... I was originally thinking, like, how can I make, like, a perpetual motion machine that's like a wind... <laughs> that's a windmill. Um, but I don't want to make that. I don't want that. If I had it, I wouldn't know where to put it. So uh, I would love to make... Let's talk about technology. <laughs> Let's talk, I mentioned I was giving a TED Talk and I was bricking it now. <laughs> I had nothing planned. Guys, we just up my eyes as red as the devil's dick. Let's talk technology. Um, I don't want to make like a big fucking windmill for my gaff. I want to talk to you about an app. The friend app. <laughs> the friend app. It's a best friend. Making this up on some. It's a best friend and <laughs> who texts you on your birthday. He says, and everyone's like, oh my God, what's he doing? He's a guy there. He's a the guy to say, hey, sport. The world needs you right now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And it should order pizzas for you. Um, am, am I burnt out? No, hang on. No. We keep fucking going, man. No one's going home, bro. No one's fucking going home, bro. <laughs> Do you not tell your wife when you came here? No one's going home, man. <laughs> you got a fucking ounce, bro. No one's going fucking home. <laughs> and that everything machine in your pocket, that's going to be ordering us food forever, bro. You're not going home. You're messing. <laughs> I got Mario Kart, man. I got Mario Kart. I just got Mario Party for the Switch. I actually did get Mario Party. Um, please throw your Switch codes up on the Discord. Um, see, I'm a Gen Z or I say stuff like that. So if you don't know what Switch codes in the Discord means, then, oh my God. Oh my God, Grant. <laughs> hey, have you seen Ugly Grandpa or Bad Grandpa? Whatever, starting you. <laughs> I might be close to burnt out. Okay, I'm going to read some conspiracy theories. Thank you very much, Ben Clifford, for sending these in. Um, Prince Charles is a vampire. Did I bleh? <laughs> Prince Charles is a fucking vampire, bro. Like all good conspiracy theories, this one has some basis. In fact, according to genealogy records, can I see your genealogy records, if you know what I mean? <laughs> um, he means a private parts. Don't be so rude, Darren. 
I'm just asking about a genealogy record. <laughs> I'm sorry about him. He's mad into Dracula. He also found this guy that Prince Charles is believed to be descended from Vlad the Impaler. Oh, no, I'm going to read it properly. Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> my, my brother Andy had this shite joke that I loved and he loved and no one else loved, which is the best thing about siblings. And his joke was, what's, it was Joe, his joke was, what's Count Dracula's favourite drink? Bulmers. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and I asked him, why is that funny? Because we were both laughing. And he goes, because you think I'm going to say blood. <laughs> he just says Bulmers in a Transylvanian accent. So it's one of my favourite jokes. So that's why I find it difficult to maintain my composure here reading this about Prince Charles. Prince Charles is believed to be descended from Vlad the Impaler, the inspiration from... He's meant to be descended from Vlad the Impaler! <laughs> Sorry, that's only got in now. From Bram Stoker, the inspiration from Bram Stoker's Dracula. First revealed in Ian Moncrief's 1982 book, Royal Highness. The prince can trace his lineage back through his great-grandmother, Queen Mary, the consort of George V, to Vlad IV, the half-brother of the notorious ruler. The lad used to put sticks up your arse, man. This guy's crazy. The heir to the throne has even appeared in a promotional video for the Romanian National Tourist Office, joking, Transylvania is in my blood. Blood. Oh, why did the script have to say blood? <laughs> Cameraman, come here. Nibble, nibble, nibble. In 2017, it was reported Charles had even been offered the honorific title of Prince of Transylvania. Do you know what? I've not been jealous of any part of Prince Charles's life. But I would love to be the Prince of Transylvania. I would dress so much better. You'd have to. Cloaks and all. Because of this, it links him to the region um, and promotion of Transylvania, blah, blah, blah. Um, all this has proved fertile ground for conspiracy theorists who claim, like the rest of the royal family, Prince Charles is not at all what it seems and may in fact have more in common with the the infamous ancestor than just a drop of blood. <sighs> blood, why did you have to? Um, Harper's Bazaar says that what's one of the reasons this theory carries weight is because the disease poly polyphoria is present among the royals. That's the iron deficiency disease that makes skins sensitive to sunlight. Oh, Charles, why can't we go outside? No, Diana. <laughs> Diana's played by Christian Stewart. Um, I believe, I look... I believe that there is a similar bloodline. I reckon now, thinking about it just now, that Vlad the Impaler was likely, like, I think he was a Satanist. Um, not a Satanist. I think a Satanist is kind of like a pagan, kind of like you're into how animals are kind of like, kind of Wiccan or something. I don't think Satanist is like, I love the devil and I love bad things to happen. I think it's more, I love the devil because he's the representation of nature and that the fact that there is no God and we must be the mercy of nature. Um, I think <laughs> I don't know. I never read about it, uh, but I reckon that he that they that there was definitely a satanic cult um, that uh, Vladimir Paler was involved in. That Elizabeth Bathory was involved in. Look up her; she bathed in virgin's blood. Uh, I reckon that there's all all these kind of like dragons, like you know, uh, he was called the dragon, wasn't he? Like Vladimir Paler. This Jesus, I was talking shite for a second, and now I'm fucking spooked, man. <laughs> that was I was trying to pull this out of my arse, but now. It must be, Vlad the Impaler must be, and the proof is in the dragon lineage. Listen, listen to my podcast about dragons. I'm far too fucking high to talk about this right now. Um, okay, what next? We'll do another one. Um, 
Finland doesn't exist. Hello, Finland. Then who won? Then who's then who's Lordy then? Then who has the Eurovision trophy for Lordy's Hard Rock Hallelujah then? So, so you're actually just making yourself real dumbly. The nation of Finland is actually part of the Baltic Sea, and some people who claim to live there are really from eastern Sweden, western Russia, or northern Estonia, according to a theory born on Reddit in 2016. What began as a joke quickly gained traction online, spawning numerous subreddits and websites explaining why Russia and Japan made up the fictional country in 1918. The notion goes that the two nations created Finland so Japan could fish the sea that truly exists there without any environmental complaints or repercussions, and the fish that are caught are then shipped via the Trans-Siberian Railway, the real reason it was built, by the way, from the eastern Russian coast to Japan under the guise of Nokia products. Like Nokias, like phones, like 3310s and all. Is someone surely not... (laughs) Please don't call me Shirley. Is someone not bound to say, sorry, why are the boxes for your 3310s Absolutely fucking massive and smell like shit. <laughs> Why has that happened? Why did that happen? Why are you doing this? Um, look, it could be true. I've not been there. Um, but then where does the band Him come from? You know? Vilevalo in the band Him. <laughs> you know? Bam Margera's favourite band, Him, and previously my favourite band. Actually, Cathy, that would be another one I'd love to go see again. I'd love to see Him again live. That was one of the best gigs I ever saw them in The Ambassador. Um... And I was already gone off Bam Margera and mad into him. But Bam Margera was there. And he threw himself off the balcony on a, top, a load of people. Totally reckless. Like, not like 25 feet, 30 feet in the air. A dickhead. <laughs> a fucking dickhead. Do you know what? I am burnt out. And thank you very much for your patience in this podcast. I hope this has been fun. Thank you very much for your contributions. Um, <laughs> I just don't, I don't have much more to give. So, what I will do is say thank you very much. Uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, there is over 50 podcasts over on the Patreon. Did you know about that? <laughs> oh my God. For the equivalent of a, a bloody, yeah, a dime bag, bro. For the equivalent of a, I got five on it for five euro with that. Um, you can have as many podcasts as you like. You can double currently probably the amount of podcasts that you have access to. Well, have another, yeah, double. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if that's your bag, go over there, give it a shout. Uh, and I'll be back next week sober. Uh, here.